You're listening to Orange Blaze, a Florida Trail podcast. But other than that, like, I'm a very observant person. And I just kind of, like, take in my surroundings and listen for things. Um, I think it's a big misconception that being outdoors is dangerous and people are very afraid of wildlife like snakes or (laughs) gators or (laughs) bears. And, like, I'm in the hiking groups for girls in Florida. And I feel like it's a common thread that comes up all the time. And I hike barefoot the majority of the time. Oh, really? I've never been, yeah, I've never been bitten by a snake. I, you know, like the worst thing that's happened to me is getting stung by something. That was Darby Calm, a hiker based in Southeast Florida. And I'm Misty Little, your host for the podcast. This interview with Darby is probably long overdue as I've long been a fan of her Instagram account and her persistence as a hiker. Darby is a day hiker, and by day hiker I mean she is out on a trail most days of the week. And if she's not out on a trail, she's walking through her neighborhood or out on the water exploring Florida's waterways. When Darby isn't out exploring in Florida, she is a conflict coach, and as you'll hear in our conversation, she often plays some of those techniques she uses in coaching on herself while out hiking. What I love most about Darby and her account is that she shows the rough and tough stuff and that you don't need to call yourself a through hiker or section hiker to have some kind of meaningful experience on trail. Just get out there and start hiking and make it the experience you want it to be. We talk about the Ocean Lake Trail, her explorations around the state, and much more. So let's hear what Darby has to say. Uh, well, Darby, uh, I thank you for wanting to come on the podcast. I've actually had you on my radar to interview for a while uh, now. Uh, because I've just always really liked what you share from your corner of the state and hiking. You're always out in all conditions and, and you share all the raw aspects of all of that too. It's not always just like, you know, pretty hiking pictures. It's you're out there sweating your butt off. So if you want to maybe just introduce yourself a little bit and who you are, where you're from and kind of how you got into hiking and exploring Florida's outdoors. Um, well, I, my name is Darby Calm, and I live in Stewart, Florida, which is in Martin County, which is north of Palm Beach, <laughs> for a reference point. Um, and I started hiking, I think, in my early 20s, so almost 30 years now. Really is a way to get out of the house and kind of explore, you know, like exploring is really important to me, so figuring out like who I am and what better place to do that than the outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Were you an outdoorsy kid or that you just came to that later? Um, I did not have a good childhood, so I was not really allowed to do very many things, especially that involved getting dirty. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, when I went away to college and started, you know, actually like finding out what it is that I like to do, like that was really door opening for me. Yeah. 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 That's, that's awesome. Uh, So you're, are you from Florida originally or did you come? Okay. I am a native. (laughs) Nice. All right. (laughs) Not too many of those these days. Yeah. Yeah. So what draws you to the outdoors? I know you said you started going in the twin in your twenties, you know, you've been doing it for 30 years. Why do you keep going back? Why are you, why do you feel compelled to keep exploring? Um, I think like one of my 
biggest things is for me is like self-care and managing my own nervous system. I do have multiple disabilities, including PTSD. So being outdoors is like a very effective way that I can manage my symptoms and manage like what that feels like in my body um, in a quick amount of time. So it could just be like going and standing outside in the sun or going for a walk and looking at my neighbor's garden or going for a two mile hike. Um, there's a thing called heart rate variability. I don't know if you're. Yeah, yeah I've, I've just started reading about it a few months ago. Yeah, but it's a good measure of how your nervous system is doing at any given amount of time. So um, like I know if I jump in the ocean or if I go for a hike, it will raise my HRV and makes my disabilities or my pain like less symptomatic. So the higher your HRV is, the better, um, the more calm you are, basically. Yeah. Like the yeah. more capacity you have to deal with life. Right. So for me, it's almost like a prescription to be able to function. Like if I'm not getting outdoors on a daily basis, whether that's like just a little thing or if it's a big thing, um, then I don't function as well. Yeah. No, I have definitely noticed how, you know, a weekend away and being outside, you know, even if it's hot and I'm tired, like I just, and coming back on Monday and feeling like, God, I felt so much better this weekend. Why am I, why am I going back to work here? <laughs> Obviously I got to make money, but, uh, definitely understanding and feeling that difference and because sometimes you know i'll go weeks without being able to go for a hike or do anything big like that and so i don't think about how much it impacts my mental health either until i go out and i'm like oh yeah that was just like the balm that i needed yeah and i think like i work from home so if i'm at home like i'm in front of my computer yeah. doing something and um, I like could be happy, like not leaving the house, you know? <laughs> so if I go somewhere to get, you know, drop my son off at school or to run an errand or get curbside pickup, like I try to stop at a park or do something outdoors while I am out. And that way it's like, I know it's going to help me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. perfect. That's a good idea. So you often you're, you go hiking often alone. I know you you have your son. I don't know if he goes with you on any of those treks or not. But um, is there a reason why you typically are hiking alone? Is it just because you don't you enjoy that, or uh, yeah, maybe talk a yeah. little bit about that? Um, definitely. I mean, I am like the introvert of introverts, so <laughs> um, alone time is needed for me to like recharge my batteries. Um, it energizes me being alone. So that's important. I mean, I have gone on group hikes before with like my local Florida trail chapter. Um, and I'm starting to feel like more comfortable meeting up with like one or two people, but because I do have, like, I have a, um, immune deficiency. So I have to be extra cautious with getting sick. Um, it could be very life-threatening for me. Mm -hmm. So, um, like that's another reason why I try to <laughs> avoid hiking with people. Um, but my son and I have been on, like, we do go 
out pretty regularly. So that's yeah. always really great. Good. But I, I do like it. You know, I don't have to worry about keeping pace or I can stop. I can rest. If I don't feel good, I can turn around, you know, like um, it's more for me than it is for social anything else. Yeah. 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 I like that. Uh, you can make the decision uh, to go slow and stop and take as many pictures as you want. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no one, there's no one you have to feel guilty about because you didn't, you know, meet some, you know, expectation of mileage or something. Yeah. Now, do you do anything like safety wise since you're often solo, like um, carry an inReach or just cell phone? Well, I mean, where I live in Southeast Florida, I pretty much have cell coverage everywhere that I hike and all of my regular spots like are within a mile or two of a highway, you know, yeah. so I'm not that worried. Um with my usual hikes, if it's someplace new that I've never been before that like, I always um, save like a trail map to my phone. I look at Google maps in advance, you know, like I have a good idea of where I'm going to go. And um, I don't do like high mileage hikes. Like I keep it under 10 miles, usually like six miles. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, and that's like another reason I don't do, group hikes is because some people are comfortable doing higher mileage I'm not you yeah. know so um and if it's someplace new like I'll let my son know I'm going going hiking here today I'll send him a picture or like I'll text him when I get done I have like several friends that I'll do that with just to check in um or if it's like a ranger station that you're supposed to check in like I'll do that I'll leave a note in my car saying I'm in this trail but um the main thing that concerns me is like getting stung because I have severe allergies oh yeah yeah <laughs> so I carry over-the-counter stuff and I carry Benadryl I got stung um hiking Bagahatchee mm. a few weeks back and my hand like swelled up oh goodness um but thankfully I didn't like go into full anaphylaxis. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> out there would be bad. <laughs> um, but other than that, like I'm a very observant person and I just kind of like take in my surroundings and listen for things. Um, I think it's a big misconception that being outdoors is dangerous and people are very afraid of wildlife like snakes or yes, yes. <laughs> gators or <laughs> bears and like I'm in the hiking groups for girls in Florida and I feel like it's a common thread that comes up all the time and I hike barefoot the majority of the time oh really I've never been yeah I've never been bitten by a snake I you know like the worst thing that's happened to me is getting stung by something um so you're you're more in danger like driving to your hike than you are actually hiking or right. or being attacked by somebody you know than you yeah are yeah hiking, yeah yeah humans know? are often so. the worst BPS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know like if you're hiking in an area where there's hunting obviously know if it's season or not wear orange and um the other thing is like make sure you stay hydrated um so like the heat is like a 
Yes. The bugs and the heat yes. are like the two main things, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> yeah. I want to go back to the barefoot hiking. I did not know you were a barefoot hiker. Uh, how long have you been doing that? And <laughs> yeah, tell us more. <laughs> um, probably like, I don't know. I can't remember not hiking okay. barefoot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or, or sometimes I'll wear flip flops, like if it's like super hot, you know, but, or if it's like really gravelly, but I just don't like wearing shoes in general. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, some places like you have to wear shoes because it's like not, it's like all gravel or yeah. something, that, you like know, so, or something, yeah. yeah, but it just wasn't comfortable for me. Like I'm a very tall person. Um, so my feet are very big <laughs> <laughs> and I would get blisters, um, wearing shoes. So I just stopped wearing them. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I know I have interviewed, I can't think of his name. I'm sorry. I'm forgetting names at the moment. My, my memory has gone to crap since turning 40. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have, been, I have interviewed someone who is a barefoot hiker. Um, and I can see his name now and I'm forgetting it. I apologize anyway. Um, but I just, you know, it's not a, exactly a common thing, especially in Florida. So it's really cool. And I didn't know you did that. So yeah, well, I, I'm impressed. <laughs> plus, in Florida, like you're bound to be walking through the water when you're hiking, especially in South Florida. So it's just easier to not have shoes on. Like, <laughs> well, know? yeah, and walking through water in Florida would be so, so nice. I was actually thinking that last weekend on a hike. I was like, I wish I was in a swamp right now because this is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's very grounding. Like it's very, um, it just feels good, you know. Yeah, and feeling the mud coming up between your toes. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Do you have any leech any issues with leeches ever bothering you? No, okay. I haven't. Ticks. I had like a very bad tick experience in North Florida, but not. Um, I've never had any leeches. Okay. If I do, I'll be sure to let you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we're talking about heat and uh, hiking and, and safety-wise for that. You think you've had some recent posts because you were in Southwest Florida. And mm -hmm. some of your, I mean, your photos and videos from that, I mean, you're just like drenched in sweat and exhausted. So, <laughs> and I know that you hike year-round. You're out there in, you know, temperatures other people wouldn't deal with. Um, yeah. But maybe some advice for people who are out there hiking uh, in these hotter months in Florida. Yeah. Well, for me, anything under 80 is cold. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do well. Like I'll, I'll be okay. Like in the sixties, but below that, like I shut down. Um, I carry like Nalgene water bottles. Um, this is a 48 ounce one. And I usually have four of them in my car full ready to go on a daily basis um so if i know i'm going to be hiking more than two miles i carry two of those with me so okay. that's like a gallon of water that i'm carrying with me at any given time i try to drink at least a gallon of water a day i mean i drink like more probably than the average person does. yeah <laughs> um and I know that I tend to dehydrate um, quickly, so 
I have noon tablets and UUN and those work really well for me. Um, so I know if I'm going to go on like a, a longer hike or if it's really hot, I'll drink one before I'll carry them with me and have one on the hike. And then I have some in the car, for like, you know, mm-hmm. um, and making sure like I always have a hat on. So like I'm covered. Yeah. <laughs> um, unless yeah. it's like a short hike, like I'm not, if it's like a mile or two, I'm not concerned, but if it's a longer hike, like I want to make sure like I'm not going to you know, like get sunburned. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but in, in the summer months, especially like I try to hike, I'm not an early morning person, so I'll try to go, um, sunset hikes are like my favorite. And then they tend to end up like walking back in the dark. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, make sure it's allowed where you're hiking at and, that's a way to stay cooler, but then you're dealing with bugs. Yeah. Um, but I do like cut my mileage down in the summer for sure. I mean, like I don't hike high mileage anyways, but in the summer, like I don't push myself. Just and I mi- do more water activities. Like I'll get out on my kayak and paddleboard more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make it more enjoyable to be outdoors instead of sweating off in a swamp somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But I do think that um I mean, the heat doesn't bother me as much as it bothers a lot of people that I know. But I do think that, like, know what your limits are, you know, and and just go with it. Like, if it doesn't feel good, then don't do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but with the heat, like, I'm okay going out in the middle of the day and hiking two miles or four miles. Most people would not be okay with that. <laughs> Well, you're, you're, you've adapted to it. You've been doing this for so long. You're, yeah. you're, you're not sitting inside for a month and then going out, you know, you make yeah, your I'm, body's I'm used to it. Out on a daily basis, pretty much. Yeah. And if I don't get in the woods, then I'm in my neighborhood walking around my neighborhood, you know? Yeah. 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 So we originally kind of connected about the Ocean to Lake Trail and you're, it's kind of in your backyard. It's, you know, right yeah. there. So you have been, I think, section hiking that. So maybe let's talk about a little mm-hmm. bit about your experience, you know, hiking along some of those uh, trail corridors. <laughs> um, it has been interesting because I'm doing it like as a solo person, not supported. So I'm basically parking somewhere, hiking in, and then hiking back out the same route. Or if I can make a loop out of it, I'll make a loop out of it. So I've done maybe half of it so far. Um, the half that I haven't done, like the, the loops that I've planned are like over 10 miles, which is, um, I'm kind of waiting for the weather to cool off for that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's been really interesting because it's like, I know so many people that have done it or that have done it in groups that are the through hiked it, you know, and, um, it's like a real, just gym you know it's like challenging like people say florida there's no hiking in florida and i'm like i challenge you to come hike this this part of the trail you know yeah 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 and and i've heard many people refer to the ocean lake as like a mini florida trail you get a sample of all the all the parts of it ecosystems yes yeah definitely yeah no i definitely found it challenging uh when we hiked it in 
2009. And I thought, um, I think I was also, you know, obviously I'd been hiking through Florida, you know, for many years before that. And I kind of was like, well, I know what to expect. And then there were definitely some tough sections. And I was like, oh boy, I kind of want to bail out in this section here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you pull through and I, we were working out some gear for the AT at that time. And I was trying to, I was trying hiking skirts and I was like, I realized on that hike, I did not like hiking skirts. <laughs> so <laughs> things like that. Um, yeah. So what sections have you done of the Ocean Lake so far? Or um, I have done most of Dupuis. Well, okay. So I've done like the lake to Loop 4 campground and several sections. I really like the Dupuis part of that. Like I love Dupuis. I've been going there for forever. Um there's lots of lots of wildlife, like usually not very many people. <laughs> yeah. Um, ground orchids. Yeah. Which is like really cool. And I really like the part like Powerline Road and Dupuis to Gopher Camp and Corbett. Um, that section that's through the cypress mm -hmm. is like really magical. Um Jonathan Dickinson is, you know, wonderful. Like, yeah. <laughs> how can you go wrong? But there's sections along the Florida trail in there that there's also a lot of orchids. Mm -hmm. So I think that's fun. It's just like a delight to like yes. stumble across <laughs> like, oh, wow, look at that carnivorous plant. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's really fun. And I've, been on all of the parts of the locks slough but not all i mean none of it's being done in order it's kind of like okay well how much energy do i have how much yeah. time do i have you know um and for me if i am hiking 10 miles then i have to like kind of take a day off the next day because my body just doesn't bounce back right right <laughs> you know so so now that I am approaching like those longer mile hikes, I'm like, oh, I really have to plan for it. You know, like, <laughs> well, that's when yeah. you may have to like, think about, you know, someone supporting you, picking you up at the other end or something like that. Yeah. Have, um, do you backpack at all? Or is this, you only do the day hikes? Um, I only, yeah, I only do day hikes. I, I do car camp and I, I do a lot of, camping like at the state parks is like my other huge yeah checklist of things to do um but it is like something that I want to like get more comfortable doing I'm just concerned with like my personal health issues mm -hmm. that I wouldn't want to get so far you know down a trail and then not be able to make it back right or, you know um, and sleeping in my car is just really comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I mean, there are creature comforts and, and like I work part time. So when I do travel or camp, like I am still working. So it would be hard for me to take time off to do that at this point in my life, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I was just more thinking of like, if you had a section that was harder to, do in a day on the ocean lake if you backpacked in you know five miles and you could finish the other five miles right. the next morning if that would help at least um and i just yeah. didn't know if you had backpacking if you did that at all so 
Yeah. I mean, I, I think I would consider it in the cooler months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, um, not right now. <laughs> yeah. I totally understand. <laughs> it, it's like moving into summer. So Florida is on preheat and it's basically like the heat index is like in the hundreds. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say it's more like the broiler is on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Same situations going on in here. We actually had, I don't know about Florida, but Texas had a very mild spring and I kept thinking going into May and I'm like, this is very odd. I don't understand. And then of course, first week of June, it was like summer, we're here. <laughs> so it's like spring, what's that? <laughs> it Yeah, it was, it, I, we never have spring. It's usually like hundred by, you know, end of April. And I'm like, okay, this year we yeah. had a spring. <laughs> so you mentioned you also enjoy going to state parks. Um, Maybe beyond the Florida Trail and Ocean Lake, what are some other parks, at least around you in Southeast Florida, that you enjoy going to? And then, you know, beyond that, venturing into the states and places you like to go? Um, well, I've been to over 130 state parks. Nice. Wow. So I'm like, got my passport book. Cool. I'm aiming to, you know, get all my stamps. And my like my home parks are Jonathan Dickinson, Atlantic Ridge, um, Sea Branch, Savannahs. So those are ones I've been hiking for like forever. Um, yeah, and you're just I rattling really like off all of those, and I know how close <laughs> those all are. And I'm like thinking, sorry, I'm distracting. I'm <laughs> thinking in my head like how poor of lands Texas has, and you know we could not get like four state parks so so near each other it would never happen um it's just so frustrating and it's just thinking how like how lucky you guys are um so or you are especially you know to have all of that just like you know within an hour of your house it's easy for me to get to parks like within like the tri-county area like the palm beaches like um saint lucie even okeechobee for me um like go and hike and come back within like half a day but i feel like if i'm gonna go anywhere further you know <laughs> like i have to like take a day off of work or or you know like a plan it plan it yeah um not that i mean like i can make it to to south florida like the everglades or to orlando or even ocala in a day and come back but it is like much more of a trip yeah <laughs> but if i'm gonna make it to the panhandle that's like yeah so when i try when i go to state parks i try to spend at least four days to a week and stay like at a cabin or a campsite and then hit a bunch of places around it while, oh, while i'm there yeah see the area yeah nice um yeah so let's talk about some of those further places like the panhandle what are some of the places that you really like going up there um well the apalachicola national forest is amazing um i usually stay at Terea, um which is also very challenging yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the tray challenge is one of the most challenging hikes i think i've ever done um last winter i stayed at topsail and i would definitely go back to topsail and like Grayton beach again that was really pretty and 
like the whole panhandle with the pitcher plants is like no (laughs) (laughs) magical um i just don't like the cold i do like the springs but i feel like since the pandemic so many more people have been going outdoors that it's hard to visit places without there being massive crowds you know so um I'm trying to visit like the more off the wall places that <laughs> yeah not the that ones that have don't thrones. Go to. yeah yeah and I like I mentioned I went to um is it Bakahachi I don't know how to say it yeah I went Bakahachi. there for the mm-hmm. first time and that was like despite the bugs it was like pretty magical yeah 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 did you and I oh so, go ahead I was gonna ask if you got off the trams and actually walked into the swamp um not really it was really dry when i was there um so one day i hiked like the west tram trail out to the prairie and i saw bear prints and vanilla orchids um and then another day i hiked out to the hilton and saw the alligator hole and then hiked a little bit further um and then i got stung so i had to turn but I definitely am going to go back there. And I did see a bear like on the main road, but it was like at a distance. And yeah, that's still exciting. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't get a picture of it. But um, places like that are just, you know, magical. Like, yeah, challenging, but magical. Yes. <laughs> and I recommend going in the winter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's, I know. Fakahatchee and some of the areas you mentioned the springs are, are have picked up I mean Fakahatchee probably is not as busy as the springs but I know it's definitely ga- garnered a lot more interest in the last decade um, but even still you can go to those places and still feel like you're like the only one in like a 30 mile radius <laughs> yeah yeah um, so you mentioned the bears what other wildlife do you get to encounter have you seen a panther yet um no i mean i've seen bobcats i did see i posted recently like the panther scratches that i yeah that was so cool that was (laughs) that was at the panther national wildlife refuge which is just off i think it's 29 Mm -hmm. and 75 and it's like a short one mile hike um but it panthers have been scratching like the benches (laughs) yeah i i couldn't believe that i was like Yeah. (laughs) yeah i mean i would definitely I haven't explored Southwest Florida as much as I would like to. So it would be really, really cool to like encounter something like that one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All, I mean, all the Panthers we've seen have been in Fakahatchee. Um, so if you ever go back, drive slowly Yes. <laughs> down the like, road. Just like, yeah. Don't even have your foot on the gas pedal. Just like, yes. Like, close your car. will let you. Yes. And you'll like, notice things. <laughs> yeah. And, and the mink, Everglades mink down there too, are really cool. Um, they are, you know, off in the little ditch off the side of the road is where, where we have yeah. found them as well. So, and I know I've seen people post them. They seem to be more prolific certain times a year, but uh, that's a really cool encounter too. If you, if you go back, keep your eye out for them. Oh, definitely. I, I think it was too dry when I was there. But, oh, yeah. Um, I did see some baby gators. I mean, there's gators all the time. <laughs> like, I usually hear them. Um, I see snakes. Usually it's like a black racer or a pine snake. I've seen coach whips and indigo snakes. I've only seen like 
two rattlesnakes maybe total my entirety of hiking in Florida. Um, I mean, I know they're there, but yeah, snakes usually like get out of the way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I see baby sharks all the time when I'm waiting in the water. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, you're paddling too. Where do you like to go paddling? Um, well, I live in Stewart, so there's like the Indian River Lagoon and I'll go out to like some of the spoil islands. If the ocean is calm, I'll go in the ocean. I really love going down the Loxahatchee. It's like yeah. top favorite. Um, and I've been to a lot of the main springs, like Juniper is really cool. Um, but when I go on trips, like I usually bring something with me that way if the weather cooperates like i can paddle if i want to okay okay you know yeah so so you have options like if hiking or paddling yeah, yeah. nice um so with all of that and i know you i appreciate all of your instagram posts and how you kind of just weave in different um things you're thinking about for your, for yourself and how to bring that back to, to hiking. And I know you do a lot of, um, just like coaching, like I, maybe you can explain it, like what you do, like, uh, it's not therapy, but it's like, it's not, I wouldn't even say it's wellness coaching. It's, um, life coaching. Is that the correct term? Um, you could call it wellness coaching. I am, well, I'm getting ready to start my PhD research um, on coaching and and trauma and conflict. So I'm getting a PhD in conflict resolution. And I took a class on conflict coaching, which was like really interesting to me. So I decided to get certified through International Coaching Federation, which is like just an oversight board. Um, I'm also a certified family mediator okay. and like my goal is to help people to prevent and reduce trauma and conflict and stress and like my own personal journey with that um and a huge part of that is like being in the outdoors you know um but it could also be you know journaling or reflection or self-care exercises like there's a lot of different ways that you can regulate your nervous system so that you can handle life better because no matter what you're going to have conflict and trauma and stress yeah. <laughs> um but you can learn to not react to it as severely you know is what um like you can't control what other people do or you can't control life circumstances but you can work on how your body responds to those things mm -hmm. So part of being a coach and like my focus in coaching is exploring those things with people, especially people that say can't afford therapy. Like I'm not a therapist, but I can give people practical solutions that will work for them and their particular life. Cause like you're the expert of your own life. I can help ask questions that can give you clarity and peace you know 
um, so that you can decide for yourself what your next step is going to be or what will work for you. Um, Hiking and being outdoors is a big part of that for me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I like to sprinkle in, you know, like coaching questions and reflections and metaphors um, as they come up for me because like I'm living it, you know, Mm -hmm. So if it's working for me, it could work for you too. Yeah. So one of the things you had recently was talking about, I think it was called prediction and how it would give you a dopamine boost. Like you could predict, like, I'm going to see five gopher tortoises on this hike. And um, how does, so how does that work in, I guess, that dopamine boost? And what does that do for you? Like if you wanted to employ that <laughs> on your hike, if, if, if I'm just describing that correctly yeah. yeah that that particular hike I think I was predicting if I was going to see people or not. yeah 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 <laughs> and then I did um it's it's actually from a book called super better which is Jane McGonigal um she's done a lot of research on that kind of I don't know what kind of psychology it is but um I read a lot of books, <laughs> a lot. I'm on Goodreads if you want to find me there. But um, and her whole research base is on gaming. So a lot of like what you do with video games is taking calculated chances and risks and um, trying things that say you wouldn't normally try like in real life, you know. And um, I'm also a math teacher. So when people think of math, they like want to shut down or they get anxious, you know, and it's really important for me that I help not only my coaching clients, but also my math students feel like it's okay to make mistakes. Let's experiment and try something out. So when you make a prediction about something, like it could even be, I might get lost on this trail. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I bet I'm going to get lost. Then if, if you're correct, then your brain like gets that, that hit, and it's like, Oh, just like you would get in a video game, which is like so rewarding, you know, Mm -hmm. it feels good. But then if, if your prediction is incorrect you use it as a learning opportunity you know um and then that also feels good so a big part of coaching is helping people reframe the way that they experience life and you can take something challenging or overwhelming and then make it into a game or make it into something that feels good even if the situation isn't good so yeah yeah. so you know i think a a lot of people escape their life to go on long hikes um you know some of it's just like i want a fun adventure and i want to do something different with my life but a lot of people definitely use the trail as a means to escape trauma Mm -hmm. or difficult circumstances in their personal real (laughs) daily lives um so what kind of do you have any resources for hikers who may be listening and they're planning a hike that um might help them on their hikes uh you know, to work through some of that issues, um, you know, maybe they don't, <laughs> can't afford therapy, like you suggested, yeah. um, but books or, or people or resources they can turn to. Yeah, I mean, I definitely um, 
two things pop to mind, like two exercises pop to mind. One of them is like that I do a lot is like making whatever is difficult into a metaphor, <laughs> you know? So, so you could be hiking and get a blister and the blister could hurt. And how could you make that into a metaphor? Like what in your life is rubbing you the wrong way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so you can make anything into a metaphor and reflect on it. So that's, sorry, there's like lightning outside. Oh no. <laughs> um, so that's one thing that, that you can do. And when you're hiking, like just get your thoughts out, you know, like you don't even have to have like a pen and paper journal. I mean, that's helpful. Mm-hmm. I use my notes app on my phone a lot or my voice recorder on my phone, or I make a video and then sometimes I share them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just getting your thoughts out helps tremendously. Um, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of like the body keeps a score. Yeah. Um, what my bones know is a great um, memoir about how to, how one person was processing trauma. Um, but if you don't deal with it, like if you don't deal with whatever conflict or stress you've experienced, like it will come out in your body. Like it'll be pain. It will be cancer. It will be like, you know, adverse childhood experiences. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard about those. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There's like a direct link between what happens in your childhood and the diseases you can get in, in your lifespan, you know? Um, but there are things you can do to, to help that. So, you know, making sure that you're processing whatever it is, um, is important. Another thing that, that you could use is like a reflection tool is if you are hiking, like going on a long hike after a long hike to avoid reality or avoid life, like that's kind of almost like dissociation, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Um, so you could like, think about it. Like, what is this like trying to tell me about my life or about my business or about my relationships? So I think it's always good to like, turn things around and reframe it and be like, okay, well, this is happening to me on the hike. What does that say about what I'm experiencing off the trail? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. uh, You know, the trail, a lot of people use it, I think, continuously to, to delay facing some of these issues in their life. And, you know, whether they're big or small or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, and I think writing things down and getting them out and trying to reframe that when you get back into reality can, can be hard to do. And I know getting back into real life after trail is a whole nother issue and people post trail depression and, and yeah. that shocking uh, jolt of, of back to reality can be hard to, to process as well. And um, so I appreciate that you, you even just talk about these simple things in your videos that um, like, I'm going to be doing the predicting thing now. That sounds like, it just sounds kind of fun. (laughs) Um, And, you know, taking to heart that, uh, you know, hiking can be about self-reflection as well. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Do you, um, 
<laughs> do you coach any hikers like on that kind of aspect or are you is it most you're coaching like not with hiking background oh i i can coach anybody <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah okay okay well if you need a coach darby is there for you <laughs> yeah. i guess maybe if you want to talk is there anything else you'd like to share about you know spending time in florida's outdoors what people should should know and places that they should be visiting uh in southeast florida particularly and um you know like why why should people be spending as much time as you outdoors they shouldn't no, <laughs> <laughs> i want it all to myself um well, one thing I always recommend for people is they're like, look for trails. Florida Hikes is an awesome website. Sandra Freen, I'm friends. Friend. 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 Amazing resource. Um, join your local Florida Trail chapter. They do group, group hikes. Um, the Girls Who Hike Florida group on Facebook is amazing. Um, I always look at Google Maps. Like, that's my go-to. <laughs> So I just look for state, well, state parks are like my number one. And then I look for like the wildlife management areas. There's not a lot of national parks and forests in Florida. Um, South Florida Water Management District is another one. Um, I do find that like the state parks and county parks can be better manage than some of the hunting areas. Mm -hmm. um, so keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, some of the hunting areas are really just like, hey, go off in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Um, but join, you know, get in community and join groups in your area to find out, especially if you're, you've never really been hiking or if you're intimidated. Um, hiking is a great way to build capacity and to like widen your window. And for me, it like equips me so that I can face like adulting, you know, like, <laughs> like I know that I can do hard things in the woods. Now I can like make that phone call or right. yeah. that email. You know? <laughs> why are the phone calls the hardest? I mean, I'm an introvert what? too. So I, I understand why phone calls are hard, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a great way to like strengthen your ability to do things and to reframe like your fears um i also want to drop a note to siren with disabled hikers she's based out of the pacific northwest um but she leads group hikes and makes guides for um, disabled hikers whatever that might look like and she challenges the narrative of like what it means to experience the outdoors so even though I'm not like through hiking or a long distance hiker, mm -hmm. I want to make being outdoors accessible for everyone. Yeah. And that could be looking out your window, you know, it could be watching a video that I post for a minute because research shows <laughs> it's just as beneficial, beneficial to watch a video of nature as it is to be an actual nature. So if you can't, make it out and hike, watch a video of a hike or look at pictures of hiking. Um, you can decide like what being outdoors means for you. And um, 
like I do try to know like if there's like places that you can drive through or places that you can use like mobility aids on but there are definitely parks where that can't happen so yeah. I try to share videos of those parks you know? <laughs> um but like I'm not hardcore like a lot of people are and that's okay I think so. you're pretty hardcore I mean you're <laughs> you're out there I mean every day you're outside no matter what and even like I, many through hikers can't even say that they're not even outside every day because you know for whatever reason so i think you're pretty hardcore honestly <laughs> yeah well if i'm not posting then i'm probably not doing too well <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean like the little bits count like you don't have to be hiking 10 miles or even five miles for it to benefit you you could just go stand in the sunshine and that helps yeah. you know yes. so um just knowing that you don't have to buy gear. You don't have to have all the things like start small, start with what you have and where you're at and just enjoy looking at a butterfly or a flower. <laughs> and you don't even need shoes to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Darby, do you want to say your website and your social media handles for folks to follow you? Um. Yeah, I'm my website is darbycolumn.com and that's like my own personal um hikes and adventures and journeys through self-care um and then my business website is traumainformedsolutions.com um and that's more of like the research and the actual coaching packages and um stuff like that so <laughs> perfect perfect i'll put that in the yeah. show notes and people can check out check that out if they're interested in coaching or talking to you about hiking and where to go and uh, following you on instagram and all of that so yeah Good. well i appreciate you taking time to chat with me and like i said i've had you on my list to chat with for forever just hadn't worked out and i'm glad you reached out and said you're interested in talking about ocean lake and um you know, I appreciate all the photos that you share and, you know, um, I may not see everything because Al Girl never shares everything. And uh, so I was going back to, man, she's done a lot recently. I haven't seen this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't know. I just, I just like that you're out there all the time. And it's really cool. So I appreciate oh, that. Thanks. It's so wonderful just like getting outdoors and being in awe and like being curious about stuff. Like it's the ultimate mindfulness you know <laughs> yes it's a moving meditation is what it is yes that's it for my conversation with darby calm in the show notes for the podcast at orangeblaze.thegardenpathpodcast.com there are links on where to find darby and if you want to employ her as a coach or just find inspiration from what she posts all of that is there and if you want to follow me on instagram it's orangeblaze podcast i'm also on facebook trying to be there a little bit more often and orange blaze podcast on any of your favorite podcasting devices uh, feel free to tell people about this podcast we'll love to have more people listening to the podcast and feel free to share it with your hiker friends all right, and until next time, happy hiking.